0: Fight Back with Libby Zneimer on Zoomer Radio. Welcome back.
1: Uh, We return now to the fallout from that terrible shooting that the country is still reeling from. And less than an hour ago, the province of Quebec instructed police to increase surveillance and security around all mosques in the province. This despite the fact that the suspect is being described as a lone wolf. Does this incident point to an increased threat around the country? I'm joined by Phil Gursky, President and CEO of Borealis Threat and Risk Consulting. Hi, Phil.
2: Hi, lady. How are you?
1: Fine. How are you?
2: I'm very well, thank you.
1: Well, does this incident mean that, uh, first of all, that uh, mosques are under increased threat?
2: Not necessarily. We certainly have heard a lot in the past couple of years about incidents like swastikas being painted on moths, uh, pig's blood or pig's head being put outside moths. Uh, we had a firebombing outside a mosque in Peterborough a, a, few, uh, a few years ago. But let's not blow this one incident out of proportion. It's one incident so far. I think that the reaction by law enforcement and the province is simply to uh, make people feel a little more secure. But nothing that I've seen, and I must confess, I'm more of an Islamist extremism uh, expert not a right-wing expert i see nothing to suggest that it's any more dangerous now than it was four days ago. Uh,
1: And what do you think this could prompt some kind of response from Islamist extremists? I mean, in a lot of ways, something like this can play into their hands. They say, look, we are at war.
2: You know, you you raise a good point. Uh, I haven't seen a lot of that in the sort of uh, jihadist propaganda over the last couple of years. These people, these Islamist extremists, whether it's Islamic State or Al-Qaeda or whatever, you know, they'll latch onto anything to justify what they're doing. So I'd be very surprised if we don't see reference to this in like an upcoming Dabiq magazine from Islamic State or inspired from Al-Qaeda. So they'll probably make make hay of it, but I don't know if we'll see actual retribution based on what happened in Quebec on Sunday.
1: And uh, what about uh, this young man? He, uh, you know, the Prime Minister immediately said this was an act of... Terrorism, but I, I don't think he's been charged with any terrorism-related offences.
2: No, he hasn't, and this is, this is really important. What we have now so far is a mass shooting. So in order for it to be an act of terrorism under the law, there have to be three elements, shall we say, three aspects. One, it has to be an act of serious violence. Well, it certainly was that. It has to be directed against non combatants or civilians. It certainly was that. What we don't have is that third element is, is the motivation. We don't know why he did this yet. So in the absence of that, motivation for terrorism is critical. It has to be an act of serious violence carried out for ideological, i.e. political or religious reasons. We don't know that that's the reason just yet. It's certainly there are hints that it might be like that, based on the young man's Facebook postings. But until we find out more from the police investigation, we cannot call it an act of terrorism.
1: Okay. and That's, uh, that's kind of interesting. Uh, what did you make of the Prime Minister immediately calling it that?
2: Well, you know, Libby. <laughs> I learned through my 32 years in public service that politicians say all kinds of things for all kinds of reasons. Uh, maybe it was to express sympathy with, with Muslim Canadians. Maybe there was a sense that, well, if I don't call this terrorism, then oh, why do you, you, know, why do you call other things terrorism? When Muslims are, are the attackers, why do you call that terrorism?
1: Or I why don't plain, you call it. that terrorism?
2: Well, I mean, again, it's all about motivation, right? So Michael Zahaf-Debo, when he attacked Parliament Hill in 2014, that was clearly an act of terrorism because he pledged allegiance to Islamic State. I mean, I, what else could it be? In this case, we don't know about this, about this young man, what, why he did this. It may turn out very well that he was ideologically motivated, but we don't know that just yet. So what politicians say, I mean, it, it, it doesn't hold the weight in law, right? It's simply it's, they're speaking to an audience.
1: Okay, uh, I'm going to give the numbers out again. We have uh, time for a couple of calls. 416-360-0740, toll-free 1-866-744-740. And I'm on the line with Phil Gursky, who is the president and CEO of Borealis Threat and Risk Consulting. Uh, Phil, do you think that, you know, um, there is something, I hate to say, in the air, but we, we're seeing mass demonstrations in the United States, uh, uh, a lot of uh, roiling of the political waves. We have the travel ban on Muslims on the one hand, opposition to it. Uh, you know, we're, we're seeing in France, Marine Le Pen, the far-right uh, politician, may end up uh, winning the election. Do you see these conditions as an increased kind of a risk?
2: Um, yes and no. I think that there is a certain independence between the two, so whether or not people act violently based on their ideologies is not necessarily linked to what Donald Trump says or what Marine Le Pen says or does. It probably isn't helpful from a general environment perspective, but at the end of the day, we've got to be really careful here. What happened on Sunday night was not because Donald Trump said something, because a young man, for whatever reason we don't know yet, decided to act out violently. So we can't blame Trump for this one, you know. And I, I, don't, I don't think we want to go there with that. But so mm-hmm. we, we can certainly demonstrate, and I appreciate what people are very angry. In fact, I support a lot of what they're what they're demonstrating against. But you can't draw a line between, you know, banning on, on Muslim immigration and what happened on Sunday in the in Quebec City.
1: I'm not drawing a line, but, but something like making conditions. just It just seems to me that, I don't know, uh, the, the world is... Uh, an angrier place
2: well you're absolutely right it's not helpful those types of policies and statements the rhetoric that comes out of donald trump's mouth is not helpful it's not a positive rhetoric and i'm not very happy with a lot of what he says and so it may contribute to a general environment where people feel more comfortable both saying these things in public or posting them online but again let's be careful about getting a cause and effect uh, confused here right <laughs>
1: Okay,
3: uh, let's take a call from Simon in Toronto. Hello, Simon. Hi there. I think the media could help by mentioning that some of these policies of of Trump have been that were brought in uh, in 2011 by Obama, as far as the refugees are concerned, or people coming from other countries. But uh, as far as uh, Islam is saying now they're at war with us or things like that, I mean, we've we've been um, uh, catching people ready to uh, blow us up for quite a while and and to perform terrorist acts, the same like in the States. A lot of them have been, uh, you know, uh, disrupted or caught in time. So, I mean, there were a couple of people who wanted to blow people up on Yonge Street a while back. Uh, Harper wanted to deport them, and Trudeau said, uh, oh, Canadians, is Canadians, is Canadians, <laughs> you know. So we've had, uh, they've been at war with us for quite a while, I think, some of the terrorists, extreme ones.
1: The extreme ones, uh, for sure. Thank you, Simone. Thank you. <laughs> okay, Doug in Peterborough. Hi, Doug. Hi there. You're on the
4: air. Thank you. Um, well, I... Was just thinking, and my thought, of course, Trump is trying to keep these people, when I say these people, the refugees, where they are until he figures it's clear for them to come over here. Trudeau says, we'll take his, no problem. All he's doing is bringing them closer to the U.S. than they already are. And in my mind, I think he's just putting his. Uh, his foot in the fire when it comes to uh, dealing with Trump. I think he's, I think he's making a big mistake.
1: Well, so far there's only the one tweet. He was pretty careful before
4: that. Well, he, he usually he isn't any better than Trump. He shoots first and 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 uh, asks questions later. So based based on the things that he's done, and uh, I'm I'm not a fan of his to begin with, of course, but. Um, I just don't think that uh, it's it's going to be uh, good for our relationship between uh, Canada and U.S.
1: Yep, something yeah. we have to uh, all be concerned with. Doug, thanks for your call. All right, bye bye. Okay, we have time for one more quick one. Elizabeth in Mississauga. Elizabeth,
3: yes, you're on the air. Go ahead. Oh, I'm just agreeing with Doug to tell you the truth. Um, I was very disappointed with uh, Trudeau when he stood up and he said, this is an act of terrorism. He sounded like Bush.
1: Yes. uh, uh, Our uh, guest, Phil Gursky, is saying we don't know that yet, right, Phil? No,
3: we don't know that. So you had no reason to come out with that statement. Doesn't anybody tell him what to say? (laughs) Does he he just, you know, slaps around and, you know, says whatever comes out of his mouth? He has to be careful what he's saying.
1: Well, um, yeah, he should be careful what he's saying, and, and I'm sure there are people who weigh in on what he should be saying.
3: No, I just, I, I, I don't know. That's, oh. that's basically what, I mean, what, what Doug was saying, that, you know, with Trudeau saying, you know, we'll take everybody. I mean, he's got to stop and think too, eh? Well. We have too many people here now. Our infrastructure is falling apart because we've got too many people. They all congregate into Ontario. Yep, in Toronto. I know and I don't mind them coming, but we have other provinces. You oh. can put them into another province and if they don't like it, you have to be there a year and then it you can do whatever you like.
1: Okay, uh, thank you very much. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye. Okay, we are uh, almost out of time. Uh, Phil, what would you like to leave us with?
2: Well, you know, in response to Doug's comments, what's interesting is that, you know, since 9-11, every single act of terrorism planned or successful in Canada or the United States, none were carried out by people who got off the plane or or, or boat and did it here. They were born or raised in this country, which means they're radicalizing in our country. So the, the the Trump law does nothing to keep anyone safer. Secondly, both in Canada and United States, we have very capable agencies that can do the vetting, do the security screening, to make sure, to the best of their ability, that terrorists don't come in the country. American security doesn't support Donald Trump because they know they can do the job that they've been paid to do. So, again, we're not importing terrorists because our security agencies make sure that we don't. So we're actually a lot safer than people realize
1: Okay. Uh, so that's a, a good message to leave people with that, uh, you know, that these people are being vetted. Now, I know the Americans, uh, when they take a refugee, they have their own vetting that lasts a long time after the U.N. vets. Is ours as stringent?
2: Well, certainly the, the front end is very stringent, especially from countries that, you know, where, where there are certainly conflicts and wars going on. I mean, you know, with, when the Trudeau government promised to bring in forty thousand or rather than twenty five thousand late twenty fifteen, Csis and the and stepped up and said, "Yeah, we can do this. We have the capability. We have the experience. We can do this properly." So again, I think the Canadians should realize we've got very competent people, make, doing the best of their ability to ensure that we only we only bring in the people who want to be here and and don't attend us harm.
0: You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio, heard weekdays from noon to one.